0: You're listening to Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is.
1: Hey there! Welcome to the show. This is Beyond Synth, episode two hundred and eighty-three. On the show today, I'm going to be chatting with Crockett, who makes cool synth wave tunes, and we have a fun chat. And we'll be going we'll be going there. We'll be going there in just a bit. Uh, it's so crazy to me that after two hundred and eighty episodes, every time I turn on the microphone and then start recording the intro, I forget. You'd think it would be muscle memory by now. Or voice memory? Do you still consider it muscle memory if you're talking about your voice? Is that a muscle? Your voice muscle? Anyway, look, we're going to listen to some music, and we're going to have a good time, all right? So let's start the show and listen to this cool track from Shy Guys. Uh, It's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters, the Kings of the Pattersons, as always, Dance Magic, Chris Dance, Robert D. Bishop, Collecting Souls, and my favorite hacker, Mike Shima. You guys are awesome, and that's all I have to say about you. Uh, So let's listen to this track from Shy Guys. This is adventure! And that was Venture from Shy Guys. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Now, I think there was some changes here. Did I mention last time that Stephen Field upgraded his support? Did I? Well, if I did, Stephen Field, you got two jingles. So cool for you. Steven Field is now in the 666 Club, The Mark of the Beast, which I may have said last episode. I got confused because I released that Michael Oakley one on a weird schedule, and uh, it messed up all my birthday things, and you know me, I'm always uh, discombobulated. And, of course, Caffeinated Pixels has upgraded his support. (laughs) Thanks, dude, and he uh, wrote me a letter. He says, Hey Andy, I kind of miss being in the 666 Club, but I guess it was getting a bit full in hell. And it's good to separate oneself from the riffraff. So I've decided to create my own club. nine ninety nine, The inversion of the beast. Treat yourself to something nice from Timmy Hortons with my extra 99 cents. Anyway, still loving the show and all the fab music. You're a cool guy. Cheers, Stevie. Well, thanks, Stevie. A.K.A. Caffeinated Pixels. Uh, it's always cool when people upgrade their support because I get ever closer to installing a staircase that turns into a ramp in my house like a movie. So when people are like at the top of the stairs right before they get to the top, I pull the lever and then the stairs turn into a slide and then they slide back down. This whole show is just a front for that. So, uh, thanks. Anyway, uh, I also have a letter here from the Axel Effect. He was one of the uh, people who wrote in and got some download codes for that album by Tronleck that Marco was giving away codes for last week. He confirmed with me that the code worked. He said, I'm eager to listen to that musical audio drama made by Tronleck, Marco, Jazzy, and you. I should say I had really nothing to do with it. I just... Literally, Marco was just like, hey, can you do me a favor? Like, I think there's a section where a newscaster talks or something, and so I gave them some ridiculous uh, takes of that, but I really had no part in anything. That was all Tronleck and Marco and Jazzy. It promises to be a lot of fun. I'll sure thank also Tronlek himself for giving away these codes. I probably should have written to you before to have my April 4th birthday shout out, but I'm a lazy ass, so please jot it down for next year. One of these days I'll eventually get myself to make and send you a fun trivia for one of the Beyond Synth family shows. Something I've been wanting to do for a long while. Cheers from the other side of the pond! Well thanks Axel Effect, so I'm glad you got that, and I think we gave away all of Marco's codes. However, I just realized, I just looked at a chat that I had with Tronlek. And he gave me a bunch of codes, too. So, if any of you listened to the Michael Oakley episode, and Marco was talking about TronLac's album, and if you want a copy, I still think I have some codes. So, if if you want it, uh, you can just write me at Patreon, and I'll send you over a code. And happy belated birthday, Axel Effect! Hope you had a good one. Alright, so let's listen to another track. Uh, this is one from Michael Elliott. It's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Jose Arbello, the king of hell. Mike Erdahl, the donation of the Beast, plus 50, and Tim Carlton, the Golden Boner. That's right. <laughs> until you correct me, I'm going to call you that until you write in and tell me that. Don't call me the Golden Boner. It makes me cry. Uh, anyway, uh, let's listen to this track from Michael Elliott, and I apologize to Michael Elliott because that's a probably weird. It's an inside joke, man. It's all good. All right. Uh, here is the track Retro Summer by Michael Elliott. <laughs> Right, and that was Retro Summer by Michael Elliott. That was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. There's my semi-sonic friend Jacob Wick, the coolest guy in town, City Hunter, and Hugh Hefner in the 2666 club. Maybe I should come up with a thing for you. What did you do again? Uh something to do with hearing aids, right? At Costco? Was that you? Christ, I hope that was you. <laughs> I 've met so many people now that all the details get very muddled in my head uh, look let's do some birthdays. Happy birthday. As you know, we do birthdays on Beyond Synth. If you are a patron of the show at BeyondSynth.com, nope, at, at uh, patreon.com slash Beyond Synth, or if you're one of the esteemed PayPals, just let me know your birthday and I'll give you a shout out. And I would like to say happy birthday to Big Baby D, aka Daryl, whose birthday is in a few days, May the 27th. So look, dude, I hope you have a happy birthday. Go get yourself a cake some candles a hat a cone hat why are party hats cones it's just because it's easy because you can make a cone hat at home but look what i'm trying to say is make a cone hat go get some cake take the hat off your head and use it as a scoop to eat the cake like a funnel and then get a straw and uh don't let anyone see you do it And who else? we got another birthday here. May the 31st. A big happy birthday to Run the Skyway. Another awesome patron of Beyond Synth. Run the Skyway. And I hope you have a happy birthday. Birthday, I just said. (laughs) Birthday. Have a happy birthday. Go get yourself one of them uh sweaters. I'm trying to think of another characteristic of Bert. I'm talking about Bert from Sesame Street now. He's got that sweater. He has a unibrow. Do you have a unibrow run the skyway? And shave the sides of your head so there's just a little stuff on top? You know, just between you and me, I think that Bert was totally justified in being angry at Ernie all the time. There's one episode where Ernie like strips off his clothes to dress up a snowman and then just leaves Bert out in the cold. And I mean, it's always sort of phrased like Bert is the one who's like, oh, he's the curmudgeon who's always getting all upset because Ernie's all wild and he's the fun guy and stuff. But uh, I think sometimes he was a little unreasonable. I'm going to be honest with you. But then again, Ernie did get to experience the other side of the uh, the coin when, uh, when Cookie Monster baked that cake because Ernie was just trying to bake a normal cake and then Cookie Monster kept showing up and like making the dough go everywhere. And that was at the point where Cookie Monster wasn't like a fully formed character yet. And so I think Ernie was just genuinely frightened of Cookie Monster in that skit? Is me talking about Sesame Street from 1968 like relevant to anybody here? (laughs) No, it wasn't that old. Oh no, it was! That bake-a-cake skit is like from like 1969. I think that's like in the first year of Sesame Street is when Ernie does the If I knew you were coming, I'd have baked a cake. Oh, hey, Bert. That's my Ernie impression. I never get to bust that out on this show. What are you doing, Bert? Hey, Bert. (laughs) Uh... Anyway, happy birthday Run the Skyway. I hope you <laughs> hope you have a good birthday. <laughs> And how about this? Let's listen to some more music. So, I want to listen to this track from Your Sister is a Werewolf from the album Captain Video. This one features OSC. That stands for the Opus Science Collective. And it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. Clint Dowling, A Star Apart, Alex Selickson, Blake Peterson, Eurobeat Intensifies, and Honeybeard. Hope you dig this. This is Your Sister is a Werewolf with with Late Fees featuring OSC. (laughs) And that was Late Fees, featuring OSC by Your Sister is a Werewolf. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. In the $25 Club, we got Jimmy the Hut, John Masari, Johnny Five, Kempson, Kenjiru, and Mr. Magoo Samurai. And uh, speaking of Jimmy the Hut, he wrote me a letter here. He says, uh, Hey, Andy. Hope you're keeping sane and well. Uh, you can actually hear uh, Jimmy was a guest when I did uh, the Patreon show. And I had a whole bunch of my awesome patrons come on and I chatted with them and got to know them. And Jimmy was one of them from this season. He says, uh, Hey, Andy, hope you're keeping sane and well. Just a quick message to thank you for your show. Today I hit my weight goal. My total loss now is 170 pounds. Hey, that's awesome, man. And I couldn't have done it without Beyond Synth keeping me entertained. I must have listened for four or five hours a week every week for the past 13 months. So I can't thank you, the family, and the artists of this scene enough. If I may, I'd like to request a song, please. Echoes in Time by Lucy in Disguise. I'll stop rambling now. Thanks again. Much love. All right, man. Well, we'll, look, we'll play that song in a little bit, okay? But I just want to say congratulations, dude. That's awesome. It's awesome, and it's very impressive when people can actually put their mind to things. And so it's really impressive to me when people can uh, have a goal and actually, like, just slowly work towards it. I mean, that's the key. It's about slowly working towards the thing and not expecting, like, crazy results instantly. But uh, anyway, look, the point is this. I'm happy that you hit your goal. And what does that mean? Does that mean you stop or does that mean you continue with this momentum and just keep working away at it? Because I say, don't stop here. Why don't you keep going and become, like, a buff guy? That'd be cool. Yes, that's your new goal. I've decided I've given you a new goal now. I want Jimmy the Hutt to become a buff guy. Make it so... And, uh, yeah, so how about this? Let's listen to another song, and we'll listen to uh, Jimmy's request, uh, Lucy in Disguise, and of course this song, uh you know what, this song's brought to you by my awesome PayPals. You know, PayPal is another way you can support Beyond Synth if you don't want to uh, sign up on Patreon. Uh, you can actually sign up and do monthly donation on PayPal similarly, but then it just goes directly from PayPal. Some people prefer that. People like Upgrade Jimpy, the king of the PayPals, and then there's Austin Wet Stone the Ross Conian and Brandon Morin Ross Bruce Digital Dreams Gustav Velicek, Russell Nyes Timothy Warwick Jimmy Groon Jersey Christian Beeler and I got a letter here from he wants to be known as Dan Williams now and he's upgraded his support <laughs> That's right, the PayPals don't do that too often, but that's a thing you can do there, too, if you're a cool guy like Dan Williams. He says, Hi Andy, happy to upgrade my support. You've got a great show. Keep up the great work. P.S. I'd like to go by Dan Williams. Think it's fixed in PayPal? Who knows? Well, it doesn't matter, because I fixed it myself, because I still think it calls you Daniel. But look, the point is, Dan Williams is a cool guy. And then he says, P.P.S., more rants about radio, please. All the best, Dan. Oh, you mean when I was yelling at Mike at the family show about how... radio is a big trick just to get you to like shitty music by playing it over and over again which is true by the way and i won't have anyone else tell me different i believe it is true uh thank you so much for supporting the show all you awesome people and now listen to this song man this is lucy in disguise with echoes in time And that was Echoes in Time by Lucy in Disguise. That was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. We got Neverman, Newmark, Restless Nights, and Techno Ben. And don't forget Forged in Neon with the 2049. And uh, what else? Oh, I was just going to say that I have been enjoying Mass Effect Legendary Edition. I just started uh, playing that last week. I love the Mass Effect trilogy, but I haven't really thought too much about those games since the third one came out. I definitely play these big role-playing games a lot differently now than I used to. Like, I love playing big games, and I love savoring it. I love doing all the side quests before I, like, advance the main story. I like doing as much stuff as possible, because also, because you get to upgrade your guy while you're doing it, so by the time you tackle the actual main story missions, your character's really powerful, and that's the way I like to play these sorts of games, and... I, I only played Mass Effect 1 once, and I think I just basically stormed through the story mode, because at that point, I, I didn't really know what kind of game it was. I think I had a friend who said, oh, you gotta play Mass Effect, and he lent me his Xbox, because I didn't even have an Xbox. And I played Mass Effect 1, and I enjoyed it, and I definitely loved the music and stuff. Again, this was before the Synthwave scene, right? So this was another game that had a cool synth score, and that was a big deal for me. And I remember, like, I enjoyed it fine, and then... I had a PlayStation 3, so I played Mass Effect 2 on that, and I loved Mass Effect 2, and I loved Mass Effect 2 so much I played it twice. I remember that, and I really enjoyed it, and then I was super excited for the third one, which I thought was a good game overall, and then, like most people, was kind of disappointed by the ending, but I think my reason for being disappointed was different than other people's. And this is maybe a controversial statement, but I don't think games should have multiple endings. (laughs) <laughs> well okay if you care about telling a cohesive story i don't think games should have multiple endings i know that's exciting for people when it's just like oh you get to make all these decisions and then you get a different end. you know like you know there'll be these games where the whole selling point is like it's got 57 different endings but to me that just means you've got 57 kind of shitty endings and then if you play that game once you beat it you know you just got one of 57 endings and so to me that doesn't work as well as when you tell a compelling story the reason why people 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 love Metal Gear reminiscing about games like that is because although the story is convoluted and complicated, it's the same story. We all experienced the same story. So when we think back of it, you go like, Well, that was cool. Remember when Psycho Mantis did this, and remember when Cyborg Ninja did this, and blah blah blah. And I think that in order to tell a compelling and proper story you need to focus and tell one story. And so in the case of Mass Effect, since the whole trilogy was all based on you're making choices and things are changing around you, I still would have had the main universe altering decision part (laughs) of the third game where it just leads to one ending. But it it doesn't mean your choices don't matter, right? Like your choices affect all of the members of your team and their individual storylines and it could have affected a lot of decisions on a micro level, like maybe what planets blew up or whatever but ultimately the main thing should have led to one place then they could have put all their energy into making sure that particular ending makes the most sense and then when they want to develop sequels they don't have to dance around what happened in this trilogy because it sort of makes the trilogy less substantial because as a whole the trilogy is one of the best game trilogies ever made But then if you want to make a sequel, you have to basically, like, never mention what happened to the universe because you know then it diminishes what ending the player got and that sort of sucks right in a game where like the story is so important to have a huge detail like this universe affecting decision is different from player to player which would affect the whole future of the mass effect universe and then literally if you make a sequel you can't talk about that and so that's silly so i think that there should have been one main ending but anyway the point is this I'm enjoying it. It's great to go back and play these games, and I'll say this, I've said this many times, but I I maintain it. The best part about the next-gen consoles is the fucking loading time. It makes games so much better. I've always known how much I hate loading time, but it's so obvious, once it's gone, how much better a game is when there's no loading time. Or if the loading time is greatly reduced. Yes, these games still have loading time, but now it's like five seconds instead of a minute, and it makes a huge difference. It really does. I've honestly been enjoying going back, playing games on on Xbox Game Pass, just because the games run so fast, it makes them so much more fun to play. Anyway, let's listen to another song, and then we'll play another track, and then we'll go talk to Crockett! Alright, so here's a cool song from Sheaf. It's got some nice, chilled-out vibes I think you'll dig. It's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $20 club, Chatterack and Joshua Winter. Oh, that's a, I've never said Chatterack like that before. Now, just that just felt wrong. Joshua Winter and Chatterack. There we go. And uh, check out this track by Sheaf. This is Reflections. <laughs> And that was reflections by Sheaf and that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Well, we're talking about Waylon Kasky Geospatial with the 1988 squirts fizzle bottom with the 1986 in the 1985. Club Rachel Buchelman and Sarah Buchelman. And in the 1555 Club, there's Gene Creamer, Private Eye. I want you to all to know that you're cool. I had some other stuff to say, but you know what? I just realized I've been talking too long, and we should just go to the conversation with Crockett. So that's what we're going to do. So let's go chat with Crockett now. Uh, now. All right, well, I'm here right now with Crockett. AKA Jason. Is that correct? That is correct. Yep. Well, hey, man. How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm just hanging out.
0: I got back from a tough gym tonight, so I'm definitely feeling it. I'm going to feel it probably even worse tomorrow morning.
1: So, are you a do you have a proper workout regimen?
0: Yeah. So, I uh, actually box. I competed for a little bit, but I think I'm kind of retired now because I like my mom actually talking to me. <laughs> so, I just go for the workout. And I actually got it was a funny story. Like I got girlfriended by her. Like, I, I didn't tell her these fights coming up, and then I like said, her a text and I was like hey just like heads up like I go yeah, fight today and she just sent k period and I was like oh fuck like I just got hit with the girlfriend k from my own mom that sucks <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know it was like hey good luck just nothing not even like a hey like you know good luck it's like wow, I'm about to go in there and get punched by a dude and she's like, K.
1: Oh, sick so like you actually box box
0: yeah yeah so a guy i work with him and his twin brother he's also in a boxing gym and it was like the slow progression from like yeah do you want to like you know come to the gym we'll work out and i was like yeah and then it was like hey do you ever think about you know sparring and i was like no but let's do that and then it was like you know do you ever want to do some the exhibitions are called smoke he's like yeah, you know, think about an exhibition and i was like yeah sure are you, are you good at boxing oh fucking best andy come on dog <laughs> Look at the champ over here. I actually, so I, I did, the tournament I entered, I did end up winning. So. Look at you. You Undefeated amateur. What can I say? But it was great. The first exhibition I had, it was, it was a good fight. I ended up going to the ER and uh, they're like, yeah, we don't know what's going on. I had this like, I thought I'd broken my nose. I had this weird freaking bubble in there. And they were like, yeah, we don't know. And I was like, okay. And they're like, yeah, maybe it's just like swelling, swelling kind of weird. So I go home and they call me like a couple hours later and like, hey, we have an appointment for an ENT uh, tomorrow. And I was like, oh, fuck. might be a little serious. So I go to the dude, and he's like, he's looking at, it and he goes, "Oh boy." And I'm like, "What's up, man?" He's like, "Well," and he starts explaining it, and basically, is like, "I had like a uh, septal hematoma," and he was like, uh, "If we don't do anything about this, then your cartilage dies and your nose caves in." I was like, "Dude, I am single as fuck. Like, you have to fix this right now. Like, I can't be rolling <laughs> up with my nose caved in, dude." So luckily, they fixed it. But that, that honestly, it was weird. Like, I, I played sports while growing up, I played sports in college, and i was like, that of course, that like that was the worst. Injury I've had—they like sewed through the middle of my nose. They had to like block it up for like five days, so it was it was horrendous.
1: What exactly is the dictionary definition of a septal hematoma? Is that what you said?
0: It's like a bruising, a collection of blood. But he was like, anywhere else in your body, it goes away. I was like, yeah, that's that's like why is this a big deal? But it's like in your nose. It's basically like the membrane disconnects and you get this like pool of blood and then you just stop getting blood and so he's like if you don't get blood, you don't get oxygen, and then your cartilage deteriorates and then you get saddle nose and he's like, Oh fuck.
1: Man, you walk around like
0: Artie Lang? Yeah, dude, I saw Artie live a couple years ago and it wasn't as bad as it is now, but I was like, Oh man, this dude has seen some shit. He was like constantly wiping his nose and stuff, he had like the towel over his shoulder. It was brutal.
1: He snorted glass, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, Isn't that what yeah he- I
0: think right was like five? fiberglass or some shit, just like just exploded the inside
1: I think about that with my own vices and just go like man I I hope to Christ I'm never in a place <laughs> where you're that addicted on something that you're willing to snort glass yeah I guess it has to be specifically snorting things but I mean yeah. you know.
0: <laughs> yeah you know yeah or just like that willing just to like look like, yeah fuck it you know like not like bet bet what you're about to put into yourself
1: oh my god every time I think about that mind you though at least like the fact that he hasn't gotten it fixed like when you see him you're like oh fuck like yeah. <laughs> don't snort glass.
0: Like, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a great PSA. You don't even need like a caption on it, just a no. picture and you're like, all right, give me a list of whatever that guy's done and not touching <laughs> it. I,
1: do, I yeah. do love the idea of the very necessary PSA of t- <laughs> telling people not to snort glass.
0: <laughs> yeah, well fuck, if Artie had seen that, maybe, you know, you could have been like, ah, I really want to, but yeah, I yeah. didn't see that thing on the internet. <laughs> I mean, I know it sounds like a bad
1: idea, but, uh, but my aunt shared that PSA on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what does this mean now, man? You're hanging up the boxing gloves? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, I'm still doing it to work out and stuff. Because I also coach. I play lacrosse in college. I coach. So, but well, you sound like a really active guy. I just picture you like permanently wearing one of those fucking jogging outfits, you know? <laughs> Which I guess sounds comfortable. I mean, I don't even own a pair of sweatpants. So,
0: nah, dude, not even like you're up in Canada. Do you know what I mean like not even when you're sleeping? Well, I do have pajama pants. Oh, you're doing like the like the fleece bottoms?
1: Yeah, yeah, the way they got like yeah. Marvel characters on them and stuff. So. Okay, I Ghostbuster pajama bottoms and Super Mario and Marvel superheroes and oh yeah yeah
0: I was getting owned. uh, So I'm a teacher too. I teach seventh was getting owned. So I'm not I'm not a Marvel guy. Not that I'm against it. I'm just like never got into it. And they were like incredibly appalled what's the new show it's the winner so- something I'm yeah say, yeah a, a Falcon here? and the Winter what's Soldier the the, winter?
1: The, the, winter, the soldier guy <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you fucking old man <laughs> out of touch piece
0: of shit I just feel like at this point I'm so far behind like I can't get caught up I mean I guess I could but I'm like I see, it's, it's a serious commitment
1: yeah I guess that's the problem with having sort of like an interconnected universe of movies is like the barrier to entry now is insane yeah because it is there's like there's 20 what 22 movies or something yeah, and like hilarious. several TV shows
0: and- like I saw a couple the Iron Man's and I thought those were solid I think I did see like the first Avengers but like that's it I mean they're good and Captain America that's my uh, that's my homie went to my I wasn't there when he was there but went to my high school like
1: the actor or the character
0: yeah no, no. <laughs> Chris Evans okay the, uh, Yeah. yeah <laughs>
1: That'd be sick of the character
0: there? Yeah, so that's he's the, uh, it's the big proudest suburb there. Well, that's cool. But now I'm letting him down because I haven't seen any of the movies.
1: <laughs> Wait, you saw Avengers? He's in that.
0: Yeah, I got, I got one in there. There you go. I actually did. So, I, so they needed... Uh, I told you, I'm saying a coach. They needed... Extras for what? Uh, was it? Defending Jacob or whatever that one that he's got. That's on like Apple TV. So that was in Mass, and they were like, "Oh yeah, uh we need we need extras. We need some kids, you know, playing lacrosse in the background." And so I go there, and I was like, "Oh, I'll be, i oh, be an extra." And so I was like, "Oh, maybe he's gonna come like say hi to the kids." Obviously, Nancy, hi to the kids. But we like sit around the tent all day, and then they were like, "Yeah, so like, uh so I don't know if you know, Sandy, I'm famous. I'm in the, the Screen Actors Guild over
1: here. Nice, because
0: uh we were specialized extras because we had, we need a coach, so we uh, had to." Off and we got the SAG pay uh, and then sat in a tent for like eight hours and didn't actually get used in the film at all. Nice. But, you know, I got that on me. I, I think I should have been actually at the SAG Awards the other night because I did a lot.
1: Well, they should include that in the trivia on IMDb. Yeah, right. Unused extras. That's <laughs> the best unused extra. Listen, man, before we get carried away, we got to listen to some music. Oh, yeah. Because uh, if, if anyone tuning into this interview thinks I'm talking to some <laughs> fucking, what, like, middle school coach boxer guy, but I'm talking to musician Crockett. Yeah, that's right. Who um, makes synthwave music. Now, you actually make pure just synthwave, and we're going to listen to it. I'm going to explain why I said that in a second, because I've I've been dividing this season off into sort of, like, styles. Gotcha. And so I've basically been focusing a lot on, like, synth pop and, like, instrumental outrun Cyberpunky kind of stuff, and I realized I haven't done like a just classic synthwave show in like a long time. And uh, you make great music; like all your albums are good, and they're all just that classic synthwave vibe that uh, that I like to hear. And we're gonna listen to some. Hell yeah! That's my setup. All right, so no, we're uh, like we're it, gonna go back it. in time here. Uh, you're one of the dudes I should have had on the show long time ago because you've been making music for a long time, and uh, and we're gonna listen to this from the. Album. Album, the Heist. In 2015, this is A Crew Divided by Crockett. And that was a crew divided by Crockett from the album The Heist in 2015. And I am here right now with Crockett himself, Jason, talking about all sorts of things. That was an action-packed first segment there. We got like lots of info we can expand upon. A lot of stuff in there. But let's talk a bit about uh, music. So like I said, you know, it's funny because when I started this show and it was, you know, primarily focused on the sort of the synth wave sound and then obviously since. The early days of the synthwave scene It sort of expanded And a lot more people have come in And done sort of various other things and stuff But I still love The the classic synthwave kind of vibe That got yeah. this whole scene kickstarted in the first place And you definitely make synthwave
0: Yeah, the guy that really got me into it was Time Cop For whatever reason And I, I really tried with like mixtape memories I, like, I could never make something that felt like happy And I don't know Like I'm not huge with music theory I can play the guitar a little bit But like but so I was like Alright, I want to try and make something Like, I heard a couple Time Cop songs. I want to make something that sounds like him. And then everything just sounded like absolute dog shit. So there was uh, Welcome Reality by Nero, that whole album. Like the whole idea of just a concept album, where like one track kind of flows into the next track, I thought that was so cool. So that I had like, oh, if I do like, a f-, I had like four songs. I think it was like "Getaway" and "Unmarked Bills" and there was like two others. I'll put it on SoundCloud. I didn't even know what Bandcamp was at the time. And the more I started making it, the better I got, and more I started figuring out. I guess that synth wave sound. So I was like, well, maybe I'll take a step back and really expand it. Yeah, I literally had no idea what I was doing. I'd, I'd been making music for a little bit, just on my own, just messing around. I never never released anything so i really like the idea of having a story that went along with the music because i feel like a lot of the music i listen to that I, I keep going back to is is that there's like some sort of story with it you Now i think i mentioned before in other interviews like this song gray street by dave matthews is what got me in that's why i wanted to learn how to play on the guitar and that's why i got a guitar and i could listen to that forever just because of the lyrics in it and the kind of story and the feeling and all that stuff and so that's what i Kind of wanted to do with with the heist is I wanted there to be some sort of story that like yeah there was music to it but there was something else and so you know I hope I was able to do that and and then after that I was like oh shit like I, I kind of have <laughs> like an album now I kind of have like a thing and that's what I was saying like the, the name Crockett I was like I don't, I don't know what am I going to do for my name like I don't want to use my real name for this project so I'd literally was like what. Uh, First, it popped my head. I was like, "I oh, know Crockett. That sounds cool." And we just—I just, just kind of messed around with some artwork and stuff and put it out there. And, and then I guess you know people kind of liked it, so I kept going with it.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, like you came out of the gate making good tunes. That's my compliment. <laughs> I <I'll> take that.
0: <laughs> well, Thank you.
1: No, I mean, like you know, some people take them a while to sort of find their thing. I, yeah. I'm trying to get around to everybody eventually. I mean, obviously, I'm going to have to make this show for many, many years in order to do that. Yeah. But there's certain artists who I feel like every season of this show, there's a few artists who I feel like I need just need to apologize to and just be like all right like i should have gotten to you quicker than this like <laughs> at least when i pick songs from people's catalog i usually pick like six or seven tracks to play through the show so i basically just went ahead and just picked like one track from each of your releases yeah but i mean uh, a lot of the albums like they're solid like i mean i could have just picked five tracks random tracks from like any album and it would have been a good you know like the music's good so yeah. that's
0: no i i appreciate that i started just messing around um it was like and there was a class at, at my school and it was the history of electronic music and it, the class was literally just like, what's the first synthesizer? And I'm like, boop, boop, beep. Like that, it had nothing to do with like actually producing music, but it gave me the chance to use this, this really sick music studio they had. And so that was like the 2011. So I was kind of just messing around and I did a, bu- I think what also helped me was I had done a bunch of different genres. Like I loved. Uh, I still do really like Uplifting Trance so that was like my first time like what I really wanted to make and then I started making some you know when Dubstep became big I tried, I really liked D&B and, and uh, Drumstep and stuff and so I had been messing around with making all sorts of different sounds and songs and different genres and so that's why I, I felt like you mean, listening back on the heist is—I mixed it actually with just the air, not the AirPods. positive, just the earbuds. That was my like freaking—that my whole monitor setup. <laughs> so like, you know, I go back and I listen. I'm like, oh boy, there's a ton of stuff that can be fixed. But that was my whole thing. Is like, if I'm going to put something out, I want—I want to actually be good off the start. And you know, I, I think some people say like, you know, make a song, finish a song, put it out there. And I get that, but also at the same time, you learn so much as you go through. And I'm still learning stuff as I'm going through. That I always say, if you don't have to put everything you make out there. Uh, a lot of what I've made is just absolute garbage, but it. Got, I learned something each time I'd make it, and then that that gets me to then you know something that is pretty solid. Yeah, you know, my first time out.
1: As we start talking, you strike me as sort of a sporty dude. You know, a lot of the guys who appear on this show tend to be kind of nerdy types, and so I'm wondering like how music sort of fits into your life because you yeah yeah I don't know you, it doesn't sound like a typical sort of uh, story that I hear on this show.
0: Yeah, so I don't know. I'm one, I'm the kind of person that like I'll find something that I'll. Get into it, and then I get like really into it. So you know, over quarantine, uh, I was like pizza, which was not great for my waist. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I don't know for what whatever you know, whatever it is, it's like I get super into it. I was like all over it. You know, it's unbelievable, by the way, Andy. The resources that I like the amount of time people spend on pizza is bananas. You know, I actually knew a guy. He he would drive down to New Haven from massachusetts to go look at the cans of tomato sauce like in the dumpster to see what like some of the new haven places were use it's bananas
1: wait wait i sorry when, when you say that you're doing this deep dive into pizza in that you want to make pizza and you're learning how to make it or just yeah. a deep dive no, into the no, information no, not surrounding that it
0: no no making it okay yeah so like make, i was like i want to make i want to make the dough i want to figure out the tomatoes and like all that stuff so like and i know so like that's kind of i it was high school it's actually very tragic, Andy. I was I got dumped when I was in high school. Ooh. And then I wasn't working in the summer because I, I was playing sports and I was trying to get recruited to college. So I had a couple of these like showcases and stuff and I couldn't work. So I was like, oh, what the hell am I going to do from like, well, in high school, you wake up at like three, so like 3 p.m. and it, <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, what am I going to do from the time I wake up to the time my friends are done with work? And, and I was like, oh, I'll go to a guitar center. I got some like, you know, $150 just Yamaha. Uh, and thank God there was like YouTube. So that became like my my project and I it was nice I had like all day so I would sit there and torture my mom and she would have to hear me play just bung, 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 like just awful but that was you know I got like super, I love super, that song what are you talking <laughs> about it's a good one yeah that's it's, it's not released yet Andy I sent you oh, the, the, the sorry, teaser sorry. it's all right
1: okay I don't want to spoil anything
0: really. <laughs> so I was playing sports and, and, and I was doing that all growing up but that was kind of my like I don't want it wasn't like a release but it was kind of a therapeutic thing you know it's kind of relaxing um, I've always liked like learning new things and I think that's why why electronic music really got my interest because you know I was playing guitar and I was like, Well, it's just me on the guitar. I will never sing, my voice is horrendous at singing. So I was like, Well, what else am I gonna do? So, you know, as everyone does, you're like, Oh, I like a garage band. So you lay down some like really crappy drum beat that's like not quantized, and then you play the guitar over it, and that was kind of like my foray into it. And it's kind of just served as like a, a relaxing. Like, I could just go kind of off and I'm, I'm kind of introverted, like I'm you know, I'm fine going out and hanging out, whatever, but I definitely my parents just call it Lego time, and you're like, just disappear for a couple hours and build legos mm. so i think that like the news made... i
1: do that now yeah right oh, do <laughs> yeah, like, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah people that asked me, like when i want to hang out i was like no and they're like well mm, no thanks it's uh, Fucking lego time motherfucker fucking legos <laughs> yeah So like that became like the new like lego time you know i just off by myself i'm like teaching myself something. and thing and i guess it kind of ties in with sports too where like I really like the, you know, I picked up boxing because I wanted to try something new as a sport that I'd let, you know, I wrestled and stuff in high school, but I never actually go box. And so I like starting something and then, you know, you can kind of see the improvement. So I found with music, it was kind of the same thing. I was saying, I guess, you know, mindset around sports, whereas something is something new that I can practice that I can get better at. I can find different ways and what works for me. And yeah, it is funny. Like, I, I don't really tell anybody, not anybody, my, 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 uh, my you know, my family knows, um, they didn't know for a while, actually, but I was like, I didn't tell anyone that maybe music um, and really like I'd say probably most of my friends don't know that I make music not that I'm like embarrassed but it's just like never really comes up and
1: like <laughs> you'll have to have a coming out party yeah right <laughs> like, I got something woo! to tell you guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: and I plan to like oh fucking okay cool dude <laughs> like no but like I have a couple albums and stuff.
1: You have to have a whole setup, though like look guys like I know it's 2021 and yeah. people are a lot more accepting <laughs> now of different kind of lifestyles and different you know and I just gotta let you guys know that I make electronic music I, I make uh, make electronic music from a couple of decades ago uh, that's me. <laughs> Speaking of which yeah. let's listen to some more dude I want to move forward to 2016 January 2016 you put out something called Mixtape Memories And I want to listen to this track It's called A Love Lost And it's by Crockett Crockett with the track "A Love Lost." There we go. And I'm here right now with Crockett, who is just giving me a huge info dump, which is great because it gives us a lot of stuff to talk about. It's nice. Yeah, I hope I'm doing all
0: right. And I've never really done that one of these. I don't know if, it's, if you're <laughs> like Jesus Christ, dude. Stop talking, man.
1: No, it's it's necessary. I uh, do spend a lot of time editing this show, but some people I talk to don't give a lot, right? Yeah. So then I have to do a lot more work and then I edit it out so it doesn't sound like I did but uh, it's nice when someone just comes in and just goes like here's a whole shitload of information about (laughs) me because it like it makes my job so much easier it's great
0: well I'm the most important person you know so I just gotta (laughs) let, gotta let everybody know about it right
1: wait did you say you are a teacher
0: yes yeah middle school teacher
1: are you a cool teacher or you- uh yeah well you know so here's
0: the deal <laughs> you know there's certain things that we gotta you know i feel like it's like coaching there's certain things you gotta do correctly and then they, as long as we get those things you know as long as those criteria is met then yeah i always tell them that you get you get as much freedom as you earn so or not earn but you know as, as you're allowed so i always start off you expect the best or or whatever it is and then you know if you lose you know i gotta have a it's my room. I got like some I don't know, flexible scenes, like the buzzword. But yeah, I got some beanbag chairs, some like wobbly seats and stuff. And it's like, you know, and again, it's middle school, so like, good lord, look out. So I'm like, hey, you guys are good to use this. Us. As soon as we start messing around, though, like we got to take it away. And so well, hopefully, building lessons there. Um, It is interesting though. Like it, my release. I, I'd say less so now. But like my early on, like my release schedule, I guess, was it always seemed to be tied with like the school vacations. So it was like summer would be something. And then, you know, actual well, Mixtape Memories was over uh, over December break, you know, I have like a week and a half off and then I would just plow through and like make an album then and then it'd be, I wouldn't touch, you know, touch the computer for, you know, and then February more if every break I'm working on something. So that is one nice thing, you know, between the coaching, um, you know, and the music stuff that I think teaching does give some time for some other parts of your life. It's not just like, you know, dialed in with work.
1: Now, are you doing online teaching right now?
0: Oh, man. Yeah, it is. Let me tell you. It is. <laughs> So, we're, we're in person. It's a mix. You know, the kids are alternating weeks and stuff. And I almost made it the whole year without getting Zoom bombed. <laughs> but last week, I caught him, though. I was like, I'm not, you are not coming in this room, man. Because it's, it's like, if you're going to like try to sneak into a Zoom room, like, don't make a ridiculous name. I think when something was, it was like something, it was like Eagle Hammer or something. I was like, no, there is not a kid in the world named like Eagle Hammer. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait.
1: So zoom bombing is when someone joins the thing. That's not part of your, how do people do that? I, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, what do, who is sending? So like
0: what happened early in the year is the kids sent out the zoom links and they're just like, Oh, this is my class time. and and we had oh
1: okay like expecting that someone will pick up on it and like yeah and they'll send
0: it to their friends or or you know you know the, the different grades and they're like yeah pop in here and say like you know dumb shit that was a big thing early in the year luckily I avoided that one but also, too, a kid was like trying to get in there, and he had like another student that I have like name wrong. And I'm like, if you're gonna like be a jerk, at least be like good about it, like you know, if you're gonna be a thief, be a smart thief. Like if you're gonna be a jerk, like at least <laughs> spell the kid's name right. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna let them in here.
1: Yeah, we're the exact opposite of you right now. Is we've just gone back to online because I got no, two kids. Shit,
0: really? how How is that going?
1: Yeah, uh, my uh, my wife, uh, she works with kids yeah, yeah. Uh, in a uh, daycare school kind of thing. So when they close school she basically then just takes a leave, mm. and then she sort of handles the kids while they're doing their online stuff, yeah. which is uh, amazing because I <laughs> I couldn't do it. Like, I, 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 yeah. I barely get work done now even with her helping them yeah. because our apartment is, like, one big room.
0: Oh, so everybody's in there. And
1: so my office is on one side. My spaceship set is my office, so I've got, like, a spaceship set and a desk and my computer and then the living room. And so, like you know, when the kids are frustrated or if they're not paying attention or whatever, like I am distracted by it.
0: Yeah. So wait, so they went back to school. They were online, went back to school and then are going back online. Oh, what a nightmare.
1: Yeah. This year started, and then I think we made it almost all the way to Christmas break. Then there's all the rumors. There's always like all the rumors, you know, where it's just like, oh, are they going to close yeah, the school? Yeah,
0: right. Yeah, like, oh, I, I heard this and I, I heard that, and they're like, who? I always I'm like, who did you hear that from? Yeah,
1: like, who?
0: <laughs> who? like well, you know, I heard that. Blah blah blah. And I said, we all talk to the same people. Who's telling you this?
1: Well, I think it's like in the same vein as like how video games like will leak stuff. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, to get people talking and see like what the buzz is about <laughs> or see how people feel. Where it's just yeah. like, oh yeah, like this. 16 minute trailer for the new game (laughs) was leaked I'm like was it leaked or just like not officially released because and you know they do that to, so, I think maybe they, they do it in the same in with government, is sort of just yeah, like, like, why hey, don't we hey, float go, this why idea don't we and see
0: go what, on the, the mom's Facebook page here and just like real quick, like, yeah, you know, yeah, put yeah. A and like, oh, I heard that and see what the responses are.
1: Except these days, with everything is always so like politically kind of polarized, it's just like you're never going to get a straight answer of what the people want. Yes. If you're like checking Twitter, because all you're just <laughs> going to get yeah. is you're going to get an even 50 50 of, I hate this government Dude, and want them yeah. to go away, or you're going to get the other half that are, you know what I mean? Like, what a great decision. Like, it's. it's it's bananas. Like you know, I'm on Twitter and I have my my social media
0: accounts. My, my Instagram is trash. I just I can't keep up with it. But it is. I'm like looking at Twitter. I'm like, man, like it's just two different worlds. It's crazy.
1: Oh yeah, like, well Twitter's can, garbage. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a trashy place. And I just to me, I, I get I don't understand. I'm not a coder. I don't get what it takes to like build algorithms and yeah. all these things. But there's part of me that just I just think that they they could police it so much better like automatically like I feel like if I could go back in time and like make the world a better place it would just be like to make social media sites just have a consistent set of rules that they just stick to
0: yeah because yeah. I feel
1: like that's been the biggest problem because that's where all the confusion I mean or so-called confusion comes from people always go oh you can't say this anymore or whatever and it's just like if there was just just a sheet instead of instead of qualifying things in very vague terms like yeah we don't like whatever talk then it's like if they just said If you type in this word, (laughs) your tweet will not send. You will not go through. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And there should just be a list. And I guess this this gets into some weird territory, but it would be like, look, even if there's certain words where it's like some people can use them and some people can't, I would just have a hard rule and just say, look, you can't type this word into our service, no matter who you are, because it's a bad word. The end. And if you type it in, the tweet will not go. And if you try and get past it by doing like sneaky like well, what if I replace the a with a 4 then it's like <laughs> yeah. no that doesn't Ooh, work yeah. either because we know that trick and like your tweet just won't go and then just and then just have a consistent yeah instead of like vague rules of like You know, like, be nice to everyone. Literally just have a sheet that goes on for, like, 30 pages. Here's the words you can't say. Here's the sentences you can't say. Here's this and that. And then just stick to it. Because I think a lot of times, a lot of the confusion that's caused on social media is just people who just they just want some consistency and they just want rules. They just want to know what is the rule I've broken here. Yeah. And if you just have it written there, this is the rule. And if it's not, then they go, see,
0: look at, look at right here. This is a prime example. You yeah. <laughs>
1: <Yeah. laughs> know, South Park. Just,
0: rabble, 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 rabble.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. I mean, I just feel like that would, that would just solve the problems and then if people then at least you just be like look hey listen man i have a lot of really quirky things to say and twitter won't (laughs) let me say them then it's like then don't use it the end (laughs) like i can't say my stuff on twitter like great (laughs) then go someplace else right i mean that's uninstall
0: that fucking app and uh just the whole thing that i know you watch uh the social dilemma I know that was
1: a big one I was talking about. Well, I listen, you know, I've never watched The Social Dilemma, but I do listen to the podcast that the people who made it put out. Oh, there's a podcast. Yeah, the podcast is called Your Undivided Attention. No way. It's good because what I like about it is the guys who do the podcast, it's like they actually sort of think of solutions. Yeah. Because that's something that I'm I'm a lot bigger on now is like there was this point several years ago where I was watching so much YouTube content and all the people were doing were complaining. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. no,
1: like, it's all just, like, here's the problems with everything. Now, I'm just so much more inspired by people who are, like, yeah. give me solutions. Like, I don't care if, like, they're not going to work. It's just, like, do you have any ideas? Because most of these YouTube channels, and they're huge, all they do is complain all the time. Like, they'll complain about social media, and they'll complain about, like, oh, so-and-so was banned and this and that. But, like, no one's coming up with, like, here's what we can do to fix it or here's what you whatever. And so what I like about Social Dilemma is they, they talk about these issues, but they also posit ideas of, like, imagine a world... World where Facebook operated like this or, you know, and so on. And so yeah, I like that. then you get caught out.
0: In, the, in the friggin' algorithm and then you're like, you're watching all this negative shit and you're like, well, now I feel bad. Yeah, that's another it's thing like, too. You know, that's why I'm going through like the Twitter timeline and you're kind of like going and you're like, oh, Jesus. All I just saw was just angry people and now I, I feel know. like bad about myself. I know.
1: And the thing is too, is like I love that a lot of them have this weird self-righteousness. So for example, like I got swept up in these wormholes you know, when Star Wars came out because I didn't yeah. like the Disney ones, right? Oh, horrendous. And it just so happens that a lot of the people who, I say this a lot on the show, but a lot of the channels that really focus some relentless negativity towards Disney Star Wars happen to be these channels that cultivate very negative communities. Yes. And even though in their own videos, they'll be like, man, why do they keep on saying that we're racist and misogynist? And meanwhile, the guy has like 80 videos that the whole point of the videos is that Brie Larson is a bitch. And like, there's like 80 of them. It's like, dude, you can't make 80 videos (laughs) where the whole point is this actress is a Bitch, and then act surprised when people call you misogynist. It's just yeah, like again, South. I thought this is America. Yeah, uh, it's just like like make one. Like okay, yeah. if someone says something yeah. stupid, and you're just like, hey man, listen, I d- I disagree with this lady's opinion, and she also sucks. But when you make eighty, there's yeah. a point where it's like that's a quite a lot of videos to just become. Yeah.
0: Well, like- yeah, and that's thing. it's like and I don't know I see it. It's like you gotta keep up with the content you got. You know, and it's like just going back to boxing. Like uh, what's his name, Jake Paul's fighting Ben Askren, and. I was watching the press conference just to check it out. And then I'm watching and then I'm on the, and it's like, you see these channels are just making like videos and then vi- about the same press conference of like, Oh, oh you dude. Know, J. Paul shook or Oh, but I'm going to lose. And it's just like, <laughs> Jesus, how many videos can you make about like one thing? Dude, vi- <laughs>
1: That's a whole other thing to talk about. It's like the amount of YouTube channels I watch where it's just some idiot reading an article. Look, Yo, dude, on. those are the we, best. <laughs> we got we to gotta listen to some more music oh, here. Shit, yeah, we have music. I want to move forward here. We're moving to January 2017. You had a, a lovely Christmas holiday to write some music, and uh, you released a thing called The Songs for the Forgotten, and uh, this was a track I dug just because it, it was sort of different sounding to me on like a synthwave album because you started this track with like a, kind of a cool drum solo, and I thought that was a fun intro. The track's called take me higher and it's by crockett and that was Take Me Higher by Crockett. I'm here right now with Crockett Jason talking about watching stupid YouTube videos.
0: <laughs> stupid YouTube videos, drum solos and YouTube, that's all we need.
1: I liked it though, it was fun. It was a cool lead in because I, I don't think I've listened, I'm trying to think if there's any album I've listened to, you know, when doing this show and doing like the synthwave stuff that like just started with a drum solo. Oh yeah,
0: that's it. So, <laughs> yeah, well that, that whole album I was like, I don't know, I like to do with the EPs, just that's the more of the experimental stuff. All the full albums have been the outrun type of stuff. And then the EPs is where I've been able to mess around. So getting back to Dave Matthews, I know we, I get flamed every time I talk about how I was a huge fanboy of Dave Matthews. <laughs> but I was like, I loved this drummer, and I would like listen to just his parts. Like I, you know, I would try to like key in on like the syncopated rhythms on the hi hat and stuff. And so that album, I was like, it kind of started with, I was like, I want to make something that sounds like a Carter Beaufort on the drums type of like live sounding thing. So all that was like programmed. So I did a ton of, again, it's like a deep dive and then it's how do I make... Samples sound real and stuff, and velocity and, and pitching and stuff. But I, I there was one time I went, I actually saw Lenny Kravitz live, and it was sick. His drummer started going. They walked off the stage. She went for like five minutes, and then she ended with just like, dum, 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 and they came back on, and then they went like, are you going to go my way? And I was like, that's so sick. Like just starting a song off like that with like a drum solo and like getting after, it, and then going into the song. So I was like, fuck it, let me try that out.
1: Oh, sorry. As a, you ended that with the intonation that you were going to follow it with another thought.
0: Well, you know, sometimes I like to keep you on your toes, Andy, like <laughs> putting you through your paces tonight. And I, I think also, too, like I had done horns that I, and I've never you know, and, and it wasn't like a synth wavy, I guess, type of sound. But that's what I was like. I want to do some like new stuff because I, I also felt like I was getting in the habit of like I had the same outrun bass sounds and the same kicks I was using. And all my melodies started like kind of melding together. And I was like, I need to like I need to get out. I need to do something kind of different. And so that's where the first song on there was a standing at the edge of the world. And then I was like, oh, I, I kind of like the way this sounded, sounding. I like the way the drums and I kind of built it off from there.
1: Wait, did you say earlier that you were uh, you, you got started making tunes with like making like uplifting trance and stuff like does that stuff exist?
0: It's uh, no. Oh, it's be- no. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you could probably find if you go to the old in June I feel like I have a hard drive with some stuff. I, I did put together like a six track Prida like house type sound. I think part of the reason why I like Uplift and Trance is, and this is it sounds so lame, but you know, it's like the emotions. Lame! Yeah, right? <laughs> Lose,
2: loser! Loser!
0: <laughs> but there was uh, what was it? The Shantai's remix of Irafushi, and I remember there was one time I was driving out of school. It's a, it was a long drive. It was like I think it's fifteen hours with traffic and everything. So I was on like last legs, and I had serious uh, XM at the time. And there was two songs that was on. I just kept playing on repeat. It was. Uh, Irifushi, the Sean Tice remix, and uh, Ramsterdam, the uh, uh, Johan Van Dijkhoven remix. Those songs like made me like amped up, or, like there was just something to it. And, and so that in making or trying to make uplifting trance pretty terribly, but trying to make it, I think that helped me. I was like, okay, if I need some sort, I need a song on the heist or whatever to have this kind of emotion because or, or this kind of feeling because this is what's happening in the fake story that I had. I feel like I was I was better able to do that and i think that's kind of what i try to do with a lot of the songs is have some sort of lame like emotional uh, you know connection <laughs> with it because yeah i feel like you can listen to a song that's great get you hype but like if you feel something or even like that the whole album songs for the forgotten i never really put out my idea was uh someone like realizing they're in purgatory and so it starts it's like kind of like it starts off like the first couple songs are like kind of like happy-ish, and then it gets a little, like, darker when they realize, like, oh, shit, like, this isn't actually real.
1: And then he starts playing some drums?
0: Yeah, and then he's like, well, if I'm fucking in purgatory, <laughs> and I gotta kill some time, because I'm not getting out of here anytime soon. <laughs> but yeah I never like put that out there because it is interesting to. I think it's super interesting to see like what people get from it you know and there was actually I was amazed Cobra Commander on Twitter but like he put out a, a review thing on uh, The Revenant and he was like going song by song and I was like holy shit this is like eg- almost exactly the, the idea that I had when I was going through it so I thought that was pretty cool
1: yeah it's nice when people uh, can actually do that because when I <laughs> again when I talk about music on this show uh, the height of my critique is that was a cool track <laughs>
0: That had some sounds to it, there.
1: Yeah, most of the time I do my own thing because in my brain, like I sort of have a creative, like visual brain because I'm always thinking about video ideas yeah. and movies and stuff. And so I usually never come up with what the person was intending. I just listen to a track and go, "Here's what I would do with it." Yeah, but it's hey, man, that's the power of music. Yeah, right. That's why it's cool. Everyone can get something different out of it. That's that's why it's cool. Did you say you were in Sag, or was that just uh, a consequence of being in that scene?
0: Oh yeah, no, I'm a. I'm a member, no big deal, Andy. I'm a big <laughs> Uh It was actually super annoying, dude. They like they wouldn't leave me alone. They were like, "All right, like you gotta get your pay, but like you gotta join SAG." And so here's the paperwork, and I was like, uh, "I'm not joining this because I, I wasn't even this movie. Like, what am I doing this for?" And then just emails weekly, and it was like, "Oh God, if I want to get paid, i might just, I have to do this."
1: So this was just a consequence of being in this lacrosse
0: sequence. Yeah, that's it. Well, yeah, sup- supposed to be it. and they're like, "You can come back tomorrow." I was like, "I just you told me." I I couldn't bring a phone because of, you know, confidentiality. And so I sat under a tent for eight hours with nothing to do. I'm not coming back tomorrow.
1: Oh, well, like you can't bring like a switch or something.
0: So, so they were, they was like, the email was like, don't you fucking bring anything. And then I was like, Oh, okay. And it's my first time you know, doing something like this. And then oh, and they,
1: everybody else brought switches, dude,
0: everyone's like chilling out on their phones, iPads. And I was like, Oh, well, I found it was super interesting. People, like, that's, like, one of the, like, a thing. They, like, do that, like, weekend. There's, like, Facebook groups, and they figure out what projects are around, and they, like, they will just go and, like, do that, like, in a consistent basis. Which, as for me, I was like, I, I would never want to do this again. <laughs>
1: just sat around, did not. Well, listen, I tell you what I want to do is uh, listen to some music. So we're going we're gonna to move to August 2017. You put out a thing called City of Ghosts. And uh, this was a track that I dug. It's called Off the Grid by Crockett. Crockett with the track Off the Grid from the album City of Ghosts, and I'm here right now with Crockett. Yes. I I feel like you you got a lot going on, you do lots of stuff. What do you do in your downtime? Do you have fun? Are you always on the go? Yeah,
0: it's especially during the spring, I get pretty busy. You know, I'm between actual work and then the coaching stuff, and then I just got kind of on with uh, some international coaching which has been pretty cool but that's kind of what the music's been the time for myself it's just been so freaking wild you know i have a couple projects and i'm actually you know i'm, I'm working i can't
1: really oh, i can't talk much about andy or Ooh, yeah, yeah. fucking johnny there secrets there over here was
0: drop that no nah, but there's a there's a film project that i'm trying to work on. it's just sometimes you know they're like oh i just can't find the time but you're like i can definitely find the time i just don't want to do it <laughs> you know one of those things if someone's like hey, and you're like, ah, just you know, so ah, busy, this, like, things, and then, like, you're sitting on your couch typing the response on your phone, you're like, hey, I'm not doing anything, but it, it has been, it's been, you know, just with, with all the COVID stuff at school uh, and, and all the different things changing, it's, you know, we really had to change up the way uh, that we have lessons, so, like, a lot of stuff that you kind of have, you know, as a teacher, like, the first couple of years are pretty horrendous because you're doing anything from scratch but then after a couple of years you have an idea of you know what you're going to do and, and now that basically COVID was like <laughs> you thought you were good to go so it's been a busy uh, year so even like with that you know I'm, tr- I'm trying to find time to just simply sit down and, and I even I find myself I'm like you know if I do have downtime I'm like, I just want to sit on the couch like I'll do the weird thing just, like sit on the couch with like, the TV on mute and just kind of like just relax a little bit I like super weird too I've been driving and maybe it's like I should go see somebody about this i've been driving with like no radio I don't know why, but, like, I find it, like, super, just, like, wicked relaxing, just to, like, hear, like, the tires humming on the highway. I think that's, like, the fifth sign of a serial killer. It's, like, uh, No, that's what puts
1: babies to sleep. (laughs) That's true, dude. Yeah. That's a common thing. So, unless you, unless the suggestion is that all babies are serial killers, then the... Well, I don't know.
0: I mean, you had, too. You know what they're like, Andy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they certainly do like to murder without remorse, so maybe uh, that's a problem. They're
0: more limited physically, you know. I feel like if they were able to, you know, better move around and hold heavy objects, they would be I feel like they would be more active in the murder scene.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, a great scene. <laughs> it's like <laughs> between that and the synthwave scene, I got my hands I'm, full. I'm,
0: I'm sure you can find that you know a group on Facebook's be going, but you know that's a circle back to social media, right there.
1: Oh yeah, but you fucking can't say anything anymore, man. Fucking, I can't, I can't yeah, publicly you, talk you fucking can't about fucking you know, murder. About murder is some bullshit, man. Fuck this. <laughs>
0: Uh, but yeah, so but I guess I watch. The, like, that's actually I should be listening to music. So I, so here's a. I'm gonna I'm gonna flip the interview over. And you, Andy, have you ever fallen asleep driving? I don't drive at all. Yeah,
1: I bet that's a little plot twist for your fucking Whoa,
0: question. Flip that. I got nothing. See, this is why I'm a shitty. You know, I don't I'll Be like, oh, oh okay. My wife enough. does
1: all the driving. I don't no drive. Wait, do you have And a I'll license? tell you why. 'Cause I'm the kind of guy who looks out the window and listens to music. <laughs> Have you ever gotten a license? Or are you just like, eh, I'm okay. I'll let this one handle. Um, you. I basically just keep on renewing my so I don't know how it works in the States, but yeah. in, in my province there's like there's a sort of a, a license referred to as the G one, which is the you go write the test. Yeah. And then you get a license that permits you, as long as you're old enough, you can drive if someone else in the car has their full license oh. so you're allowed to drive if, if you're sitting with someone sort of like you're training but then you have that license for five years and within that five years you have to go then do the driver's test like with a yeah. part, with an instructor and then then if you pass that you get your full license but if you allow five years to elapse then you have to get the g1 again and you just get another five years yeah so by basically i've just been on a cycle since <laughs> i've been about like old enough to get it like i think 18 or whatever <laughs> like i've shit. just i've literally every five years i go and i write i go to the thing and <laughs> and every few years they update the technology so now it's really? like you just go into this room and there's like a touchscreen little tv and you gotta just yeah. like answer that's questions unreal.
0: here here it's, i think it's uh i think 21 and they're just like i oh, just fucking just take your license and get out of here like you don't have to like you just, i think you automatically get it or or well there is you, yeah. you don't have to do driver's ed that's what it was my friend was like i'm not doing driver's ed and he just like hung out basically oh maybe it's 18 and then they're like all right well fuck it dude just like take the driving test and we'll be done with it
1: here there is this initial period where you take the g1 but if you're like 16 and you like take the g1 you still have to wait a year before you can take the driver's test but like me since i've already (laughs) like every five years i do the g1 test again so now i don't have to wait that year so like at at any point i can just go and do the test I just never will. I'm definitely not going to do it in the city. I, like if I, I ever actually do take will. the driver's test it'll be yeah. when I go back to like my hometown cuz it's like a small town. And so, you know, I'll be doing the test on like rural roads and shit and like yeah. Oh yeah,
0: dude, city driving's an absolute nightmare. I, I can't stand it.
1: Yeah, I just again, when I look at the way that I drive in like video games and stuff, like I'm <laughs> fucking horrible and I've never <laughs> I've never learned the secret to driving. So like when I play games like racing games and stuff I just always fly off the track when I'm playing GTA I'm constantly spinning the car and like flipping it and shit and like yeah let's keep you we'll keep you with the G1 yeah like yeah. I, I get real driving isn't video game driving but I think there's also a certain logic where it's like yeah. oh like so you like you let go of the pedals like when you're turning corners and stuff <laughs> like th- this is stuff it took me I'm still learning that now in video games like oh right because if you keep holding the gas and you do it like a hard turn in a corner your car flips oh. <laughs> Fucking physics man It's it's crazy I know it is So I don't know man Like it's uh, It is what it is Like but I don't I mean you gotta You gotta relax Yeah But that's the important thing And if, if driving around Like with no music Helps you relax Like that's cool yeah, <laughs> that's, like, kind of cool. Well, the <laughs> well, thing is, once you have, like, uh, kids, you develop, I've, or at least I have, developed a new superpower, which is you're just always tired, and so you don't really relax anymore. <laughs> so Yeah, so, like, I will sit in a chair, and if the chair is just slightly too comfortable, yeah. even if I'm like, all right, I'm going to sit down and play a new video game I've been excited about, the second I sit in the chair, it's like, or you could just fall asleep for three hours. <laughs> And, and then, then know I know do
0: that. yeah see that's that's I definitely want to kid at some point but that's like I'm super worried about that whole the sleep thing is I just you know do you hear like nightmares and they're like oh yeah I had to like they're like I'm trying One all my friends is like they had to like they're like, I have to go to so, like sleep in like a different like room. Yeah. Oh, they were like, I'm on the couch. It's like, Oh, it's just, I it was, and I think about that. I'm like, I come home from work and whatever. I'm super tired. I'm like, if I had something screaming at me right now, like that.
1: Something. Yeah.
0: Well, that's what my friend, he a kid. he was like, you know, like he, he was uh, he, the way he's like a very, uh, He's got a dark sense of humor. He's he's like, yeah, you know, it's great. Um, You just have this thing that just screams at you. And you don't know what that thing wants. And you don't know how to communicate with it. And it just continues to scream at you.
1: Well, also, the thing is, I think maybe this is the experience for people who have friends with kids. Yeah. Is everyone needs the ability to vent.
0: Yeah, true, true.
1: Which is why I sort of have sympathy for those people who bitch on Twitter and stuff. Because I, I do think that psychologically people need that but I don't think you need to do it on Twitter this is the thing I say all the time on the show but I maintain my point is that people do not understand what social media is and it's like I do think that you should be free to say things that you're feeling and that you shouldn't be judged or you know lose your job or whatever but like that you say that stuff in the context of having a conversation with friends or you know trusted individuals but when you know putting it out on blast
0: for literally anybody to see
1: because I do think like people have you know complex thoughts and things that do need to be worked out and I think you do need to say them out loud to work them out the difference is when you're on social media you're not just saying it out loud you're saying it to the world yeah and now especially now I think we're all pretty conscious that there's consequences for that and so when people continue to do that behavior (laughs) is the (laughs) stupid part like especially when (laughs) i'm watching you know these like youtube channels and stuff who have been complaining about cancel culture for like five years and they're still complaining about it now i'm like well certainly if you've been aware of this problem in quotes for like five years certainly you've learned to navigate it by now like (laughs) maybe don't say those things that get you into trouble like it's just but i mean the point is if you're friends with someone who's a parent they need to vent and they're only going to tell you the the things that suck right because obviously it's pretty lame to hang out with your buddies and go like
0: Like, oh "Oh, it's just a miracle yeah
1: my kid did the fucking cutest thing and it just fucking (laughs) i I mean i i don't cry but jesus christ he walked in he drew a picture and he's just like this is you dad and you're my hero and i just ah i just started tearing up. like you'd be like if i was your buddy even though i understand that feeling not that my kids ever said that to me he mostly just kicks me in the balls but like (laughs) if i was with my friends and like. I had a buddy who's just like man you know this just just brings joy to my heart I'm like get the fuck out of here what the <laughs> yeah. fuck are you talking about how
0: bad it is or get the, shut the fuck up <laughs> lame <laughs> like, asshole you know, happiness is some bullshit man <laughs> be pissed <laughs> fucking sign up for twitter and then and they'll come in there and just be like oh okay now i'm miserable (laughs) i've been i've been turned
1: but i tell you what whenever i'm miserable what i like to do is i like to listen to cool music so we're gonna skip ahead to uh november of 2018 where you put out an album called the revenant which i believe was reviewed very successfully by some other guy but i'm gonna tell you (laughs) that here's a song that i think is cool and it's called familiar streets by crockett is crockett with the track familiar streets and i'm here with crockett right now just being a cool couple of guys just chilling talking nonsense somewhat music related that's the mo of this show what <laughs> earlier you mentioned you were doing international coaching what the hell is that i'm just, i'm coaching
0: um in a country over in europe and we're trying to build up the sport there and you know they have a national team so you know spoil lacrosse is not, uh, it, actually, it will be Olympics.
1: You know, lacrosse is Canada's national game. Do you I, know I, that?
0: I I tell you, I know that. And with the oh, hockey. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, are you on the West Coast or East Coast Canada?
1: I'm on the Never Eat Shredded Wheat. Uh, East Middle, like, Ontario is the province that's like sort of in the middle of Canada. Oh,
0: gotcha. Okay. But it,
1: I, mean, I mean, Eastern Standard Time is what yeah, yeah, time yeah. zone. So I
0: gotcha. Yeah. Well, dude, the, the Canadians are nasty. They all play in the box and stuff. They got, um, do you ever watch? Are you, are you a sports fan? no (laughs) I mean you can talk about it it's fine I'm not gonna judge you (laughs) I think that's one of the cool things with sport it's sometimes for good reason it gets the rap of like you know the rich white kids New England prep school but I think you know there's there's history with the sport it's you know, it goes back to Native Americans and, and all this stuff. And I think we try to uh, keep that going as, you know, they talk about it as, like, the medicine game and, and all that. And, and sometimes people do it and they're, like, super hokey about it. It's like, alright, relax. But, we you know, we, we try to keep, it's like, we try to keep that and, and just acknowledge, like, where the sport came from. Yeah, and the, and, and especially on, on some of the, the reservations, you know, playing with Native Americans, uh, it's a it's a pretty big deal. And some of those kids that come out are, if you ever watched College Cross Albany had a set of siblings and they were just electric. They were Nasty. So, like, due to where it started in, in North America and stuff, it's obviously much more cemented here. But it's, you know, it's a growing sport. And you know, on the west coast of, of the U.S., it's growing a lot. You know, I lived out in San Francisco for a little bit, and a lot of people from the east coast move out there and they bring it with them. And so, we're just trying to, you know, that's one of the things I think coaching wise for me is sport did a lot. For me, I got to do a lot of cool stuff. You know, where I went in college was because of sports. And so we're just trying to, you know, bring that experience to somebody else. And and whether or not it's you end up playing in college, the lessons and and the stuff that you learn from, yeah, you're playing the sports. It's fun, but there's a lot more to it. And so we want to, you know, we're really trying to build it over internationally and and get it going there.
1: How do you get involved in this? Is this something you just get, like, recruited for? So a guy I coach with, they had sent out and they were just basically looking for, you know, a lot of times it
0: is, it's, it's people in the U.S. going overseas and and bringing their their knowledge or expertise just because it's a super new sport in a lot of these places. Um, they're looking for someone to head the program at least from the U.S. side. And what's nice is you know there are people there that they're handling it too. So we have you know people that are over the ground. Um, when the
1: hell do you do this? <laughs>
0: It's busy, some long ass days. Um, that's why I haven't really been able to. I've been making a ton of you know, music. But yeah, again, teaching wise, like. Wait, okay, so wait, do you do this online? No, no, we go over there. So, he- yeah, oh yeah, he- here's a funny one. When? So. It's- <laughs> <laughs> So it's over in Italy and I go over and it was February. So you know school vacation. So I go over there and we're having like a training camp. We're meeting. We were in Turin and we went over to Milan. We're meeting with a bunch of the different people over there. And um, it was it was a really good trip. And we got a lot. We generated a lot of interest. We kind of put on like a, a scrimmage and people came just to like check out the sport. You know, that's, it's so heavily dom- you know, f- football or soccer, whatever, so heavily dominated over there. But it was really, it was cool. Like there were some kids that were practicing and they like stopped and came over and we gave them sticks and they were throwing around and stuff. So that's like, I w- that's over the weekend. It's like a Tuesday. I'm flying back. So I'm in Milan for a couple of days. I fly back that Saturday. Milan shut down. It was right before it was like right when COVID was like getting big. Right. And I remember when I was flying in, my friend uh, who had landed earlier was like, Hey, just a heads up, like they're taking people's temperature. And I was like, I got off the plane, you know, we get, when you get to the airport, I got off the plane and they have like the full hazmat suits and the, the forehead thermometers. And I remember being like, oh man, this is like the start to like some like, you know, science fiction movie, huh? And then like, <laughs> oh, lo and behold, yeah, you know, so it's like, and, I, and it, it's, you know, it sucks. I just, we had a Zoom today with one of the guys on the team and we're going over some stuff and they're like back in the full on like lockdown again. And I think for like the next couple of weeks. So it sucks the The music I was making actually because I was like bored shit of the lockdown, but it was I was like this stuff's kind of dark because it was like not knowing the end line or the finish line was like that was the worst part. Yeah, like yeah, we're doing this, but then like what the fuck? And I feel like now at least oh, I I think the stasis with the vaccinations and stuff, but still, it's like uh, you know, yes, there's like kind of finish line, but like
1: who knows what's gonna happen? So I don't know. In the early days uh of the pandemic i was i had ang- a lot of anxiety because it really felt like oh fuck yeah. like, this yeah, is really dude. fucked up and now i'm just sort of used to it so every time they like announce a new lockdown i barely notice oh <laughs> yeah, well, shit okay i'm gonna go to the store today. it's happened like twice here anyways we're like and they're doing it again like oh they're issuing another stay at home word. i'm like okay i'm <laughs> <laughs> you know, like yeah i just like all right i'll just Play some more video games, and <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna get a little bit better with Scorpion. You know, I've actually like won some online matches in Mortal Kombat. I'm like, holy shit! Oh like my
0: a- god, you do fighting games online? Well, no, but I just did with <laughs> with Mortal Kombat, dude. That is like just blood pressure through the roof. I can't handle like any any of the fighting, like fight Street Fighter or Super Super Smash Bros. Here's my theory. And I wasn't an N64 guy. Here's my theory on Smash Bros. Like I could start playing Smash Bros. and play it like all day, every day. And I will still never be as good as someone that like grew up playing Smash Brothers.
1: Any time I've ever played online fighting, like I don't really play online anything anymore. Like yeah. even if I play like a shooting game, I just get smoked. And like you know, <laughs> yeah. um, Mortal Kombat, I would get smoked too. But I've literally been grinding away at just playing a Scorpion in this thing. Yeah, because there's so much to unlock in the game. So I've just been grinding and just playing a Scorpion. And so when I actually went online finally, they were pitting me with people since I never played. So I, I guess oh, they're they're pitting me with other people the who suck. Except I'm not a noob because I've been (laughs) playing with Scorpion for, like, tons of hours, and so... So I was actually doing pretty good. I mean, I think the second they bumped me up to like, oh, you're no longer like an amateur class, then I'll get yeah. smoked again. Yeah. But like.
0: That happened with me with uh, with Siege. Right. With uh, Rainbow Six. I was like, ah. Oh, because I was like, you know, high barriers to entry there, the high like, learning curve. But I go in there and I was just like, oh, I'm smoking these fools. And I got super into it. And then it was like, <laughs> oh, no. Like, you're in like unranked, just like, like, oh, oh, there's, okay. And then I went to like the actual rank stuff and it was like, see you later. And I just, I went back to PUBG, which was about high blood crushes. you play playing PUBG. That shit will make you... I don't know what it is. We, my, my friends are like, it's like the the old girlfriend that like, for whatever reason, you just always end up back with her. And you know, like, oh, you're not good for me. We're toxic together. Like, we can You know, all we do is fight. But like, well, and you know Let's just see if it works out this time. God, that fucking game drives me nuts. That's what I use Twitter for. I, you know what? I'm part of the problem. I go on Twitter and I bitch about PUBG. Well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I just vent because I'm like,
0: someone needs to hear this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I get it, man. Hey, but look, it's okay. Like, venting is uh, is an important thing.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, we definitely need that.
1: Almost as important as listening to cool music. So how about we uh listen to a track from uh one of your latest releases? I guess there's a, technically a single, but like I'm I'm talking about Interference mm-hmm. from February 2020. Actually, this album kind of had a different sound. You're kind of going sort of like chill wavy a bit with this one. Yeah. I dug it. It's uh it's a cool album and uh this track is a cool track. <laughs> and it's called uh Decoherence by Crockett. right and that was decoherence by crockett is that how you say that word
0: yeah yeah that that whole album was it was kind of like experimental i've been you know i I'd messing around i was trying to go for like a calm truth and i think sometimes what ends up happening is i'll try to like imitate someone and then you know so mixtape memories i was like let me let me try to sound like time cop and then it kind of takes its own legs and that album, I was like, let me try to do something like Calm Truths, which, you know, I'll never get close to that. But um, it kind of took off from there. And then, you know, there's there's a couple of those songs. I, I was just thinking, uh, w- weird. All my songs are about people dying. <laughs> um, like, fuck. But yeah, like, you know, like Particle Dispersion and like Decoherence. And I just, and, and there was actually a guy that I'd known for a while uh, that had just passed away. And I, I was thinking, getting, not like getting dark, but just thinking about that. It's like, you know, you have this person and then, and like, so a particle dispersion at the end is, because it's like, what, you know, what happened? I don't know. You know, and like, you have this thing, you have this person, and then all of a sudden it's just like gone. And like, where does that person go? And so I was thinking about that stuff. So I, I, some of those songs have outros, and I, I just like gave that kind of sense, especially with like a song like Particle Dispersion. Where towards the end, I, know I had this, and I'm, now I'm talking about a song you didn't play, so that's dumb. Uh, but hey, go check out my album and then you'll know what I'm talking about. But yeah, there was like that one point at the end, the piano was going, and then I had this bass, and I was thinking about like, ah, it was an interstellar with like the black hole and just that like that
2: sound.
0: And I was thinking about that as like this, you know, this other song, Ascension. So some of them sound somewhat happy ish and stuff, but and I was weird sitting around thinking about people dying. So there we go.
1: Well, if you want some answers, I've got a great book for you to read. What do you got? Yeah, uh, some might call it the Good Book. The Good Book? I've,
0: it's, wait, oh God damn it, Andy!
1: Sorry, this I used this po- I use this podcast as a recruitment tool. I was like the Good Book. Shit, yeah. I'm gonna
0: have to search Amazon. The Good yeah, Book. it's
1: it's called Dianetics.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I was bored as shit the other day, and I started watching that um, what's her name? The the Leah Remini the on. Oh my god, dude, that whole thing and yeah i was like shit man i've been really missing out you probably go check these people out yeah yeah yeah. talk about a recruitment tool yeah man yeah so and you know what's you know what's fucked up like right in class we're we're doing some make face and we're we're starting uh we're doing christianity next week so i should have known the good book wait what yeah we do uh we do like middle east and make face and stuff in uh in class so we're just do kind of doing the history of judaism and then we get into christianity so
1: Wait so so you're like what do you call the teacher who's like the homeroom? Is that you? Are you a homeroom teacher? No no
0: no, I teach history.
1: Oh okay 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 Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah okay. no
0: no I'm not yeah I'm not I'm not like a Catholic school or anything. It's uh it's just like in the curriculum you know we do different regions and it's kind of like a it's like a world history but you know we'll, so we'll do India and we learn but it's kind of like a almost like a world cultures. So yeah this uh, we're, we're in the Middle East and we're doing the history of the Semitic faith and stuff. So there you go. That's super boring for my hobbies <laughs> 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 So let me tell you, especially now, you're like, oh, you know what? You thought learning about some of the stuff was boring. (laughs) Try sitting by yourself and literally talking to nobody.
1: Well, listen, man, uh, you got to do what you got to do. You got to pay the bills. Maybe this is like you're doing so much stuff that maybe that's why all your albums are about dead people, because you're like (laughs) yearning for the peace of death. You know what I mean? Like when you drive around, just listen to the whirring of the wheels turning. It's sort of like, just been like, can I just fall asleep and just end this? Just go right into this? For a brief moment, I felt like I was dead.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I don't want to be like, you know, it's like, I don't want to be responsible for myself, but for the end of myself. I'm like, well, if I just happen to fall asleep right now.
1: <laughs> Listen, sometimes we need, do you say respite or respite?
0: That, I don't, neither. I don't think I've ever, yeah, yo, respite, yeah. If you're like, yeah, you need like, yeah, respite, respite
1: respite this was a big deal i remember talking about this years ago because when they did um metal gear because metal oh, gear solid was awesome and then when they rock. did metal gear twin snakes they remastered it but then they had the original actors come and re-record the dialogue yeah. and cyborg ninja read the line differently and in the first game he said respite but then in the next game when he re-recorded respite. his lines he said respite yeah fuck that game and i fuck. <laughs> no can't have
0: <add> that <laughs> Huh. You do a good. You do a good Metal Gear, by the way. Metal Gear. I can't remember what show. Yeah. Oh, dude, I have, oh I've i done that oh. in decades. That that game rocked. That was one. That we got the. We it was like I think we like would just sit there and just try to beat. That's when you get the red bandana and you get the stealth camo and stuff. And actually, the only way I could beat Psycho Mantis, I had to like cheat and I we went and bought one of those like turbo controllers. So you just hold down square instead of having to... T- whatever it was, square or circle instead of like having to tap it, that was the only way you could beat him. <laughs> but I was like, I'm not fucking going down to this guy. He's wearing, like, latex. Yeah, that,
1: that fuck, that game was awesome. it was <laughs> so sick. I, I, I still firmly believe, though, that Kojima sort of coasted for the rest of the time on people's love of the first game because his storytelling got so convoluted, but people always Dude. still look at him like, oh, he's like this genius of video game storytelling. I'm like... yeah the story of metal gear is the most convoluted nonsense (laughs) and really the first game the one that everyone loved one of the first like cinematic games i ever played where it felt like oh this is like a movie like a serious voice acting and the story was really adult and serious and stuff compared to like banjo kazooie in there yeah which is awesome banjo kazooie is awesome (laughs) but like when i think back to the metal gear it's relatively Simple. I mean, it's still weird. Like, there's obviously, like, Psychomantis yeah. is weird, and, like, there's a lot of weird things that happen. But you're like, yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah, it's nowhere yeah. near the convoluted mess of the sequel. And then
0: you go in, what was the second one, the Patriots or whatever, the the one with Raiden, and it was like, I was like, what the fuck? fuck what was going on
1: as i get older i i'm learning very my very specifically what i like and don't like and it's taken me years to sort of figure it out like i just so there's just things i just know about myself now Mm -hmm. i know that i don't like unrealistic body proportions on characters (laughs) it just bothers me so when i play like shooting games or whatever and like if the character designs have like big hands or big heads things like that i just instantly don't like it
0: so no final fantasy back in the day for you with the like weird ass it's fucking giant legs. Well,
1: it's, it's slightly different because it, you know, like older games get a certain yeah, pass yeah, yeah. because of things, but like when it, nowadays you can do whatever you want. Yeah, that's true. So every creative decision visually is a, is a choice that's being made. It's no longer dictated by the uh, you know the the system specs or whatever. It's just like, well, yeah. if I waste too many pixels on the body, then whatever. <laughs> so I have such <laughs> a specific set of criteria now, but one of them is, and it kind of goes for movies too. I fucking hate sequels where they swap the lead like it just oh, pisses yeah. me off like fucking Donkey Kong games I remember like in the second one Donkey Kong gets kidnapped and then in the third and uh, Donkey Kong Country I mean so Donkey Kong Country it's it's Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong then in the second yeah. one Donkey Kong gets kidnapped and it's Diddy Kong and Dixie Kong now technically speaking those two <laughs> characters do play better than Donkey but I mean you could have just made Donkey Kong play better, <laughs> you right? just
0: made fucking Donkey better
1: yeah. and then in the third game Diddy Kong gets fucking kidnapped and then it's fucking Diddy in this other one and I just don't like that thing in a Metal Gear when they played and, and the first level was great and there was that demo yeah, where you dude, could play yes. on the boat yep. the graphics were awesome I remember it was such a big deal that you could like shoot every individual bottle on the shelf and stuff I remember it was such a big deal Yeah. and then when fucking Raiden shows up just like what that, the yeah, dude, that, you got yeah dude you got
0: super hyped and you were like oh I'm back we're, like, we're getting the gang back together yeah. and my man's <laughs> dropping in and then it was like oh you know this really cool badass dude that you like got super invested in the last game and really hoped you were going to play it's like yeah. mm, we're going with it teen angst he's a little
1: you know yeah he just fucking sucked and i know they yeah. tried to make him cool by part four by making him like a cyborg and shit but like just <laughs> isn't that great they're like oh shit uh uh it's like
0: robots and like oh, all right that makes up for all that fucking whining you were doing i before. love
1: when games do that i remember like <laughs> mortal kombat 2011 because they had all the characters from the classic games but they're like they're redoing them with new costumes and stuff and like they had this character called striker in mortal kombat 3 he was the riot cop who's just this fucking douche in like a blue shirt with a backwards baseball cap and it's just like why is this guy in the same game as demons and like all these (laughs) and so they tried to do like oh they put him in like swat gear and like tried to make him look like a cooler character but it was still like yeah yeah you (laughs) fucked up like this guy should not be anywhere near this game like why is this guy in here so yeah i played
0: that did you like the um so i guess back to coach i didn't play like the last ones but i saw something they were basically like it seemed like He was just like, give a middle finger to everybody on the way out.
1: Well, I still, I've been told that Metal Gear 5. 5 rocked. I, yeah,
0: I was playing that a little bit. There was like one after it was like Metal Gear Survival or something like that. It was like weird.
1: Oh, those ones are like the what? Like those like card based games that were like, oh, no, this one. No, that,
0: yeah, that's garbage. Uh, There was one and it was, (laughs) it, it was like a, I can't even remember. What the hell it was called? But I remember, was like I was like, oh hell oh, yeah, another Metal Gear, and people were like, dude, like it's horrendous. And they were saying it seemed like he was just like, Alright, like I, I will trash this franchise <laughs> on my way out. I'm trying to think what game that is. I'll do a quick googling. You're gonna hear some keys tapping.
1: Well, listen, we've been actually talking for a long time, but maybe do you want to do you want to pick a song to play? Oh shit! And then and then and then we'll say goodbye. That's a lot of pressure on.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, like that. I do like that. Man. What have we we've we've done everything right? So you know what? How about this, Andy? Hmm. I send you one that's, that, uh, got played that's unreleased. Well, it's done. It just hasn't been, like, put out anywhere. Sure, man. There we go. So this one is, uh, it was actually. Better be good. (laughs) I know, right? Anybody? (laughs) Gonna end the show on a dud. Is this goddamn (laughs) trash? (laughs) This was actually one. It's, like, weird. I'll have stuff that, like, doesn't fit. Uh, so, like, City of Ghosts was actually songs that didn't fit uh, the heist. So I was just like, yeah, I have enough songs on the heist, and I'll have them on my hard drive, and then, and then I'll kind of pick them back up, like after a couple months go by. And so, there was some bu- couple projects that I just didn't feel like fit mixtape memories. So that was what like twenty. That was like four years, five years ago. And I, I, just, I just kind of like tweaked it randomly here or there. And I was like, you know, what, I need to finish this one. So I don't know as far as if it's going to be a part of something bigger or, or what, but this is one that I, I finished up over the past couple of weeks, weeks. I was like, you know what? You just got to actually like finish it. So there you go. It is the tea. It's not much of a tea. It's like, yeah, there was a song that wasn't done and now it's done. So here you go.
1: What's it called?
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> I really knew it. It was uh So actually, I finished up a quarantine, so it's called Conversations with Myself because I live alone, so I was literally just sitting in my apartment completely by myself and as you said, like, you know, a little bit of anxiety what was going on. Um so yeah, it's called Conversations with Myself.
1: And that was Conversations with Myself by Crockett. And that's uh, an exclusive, exclusive track. It'd be so good if I just don't send you the song. I got you handy. Well, if you don't send it to me, then the audience just heard ocean sounds for five minutes. I'll just <laughs> I'll just dub yeah. those in. But look, anyway, uh, we got to wrap this up.
0: That's it, yep. we got work tomorrow. Got to get snoozing. Yeah, no, uh, thanks for having me on. And, and, and you know, all jokes aside, I was, you know, I've been listening from when I first started getting into music and stuff, so I was really pumped to be able to come on and have a conversation with you.
1: Yeah, man, well, it's a good time. You seem like a cool guy. Yeah, I'm all right. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some closing remarks from Crockett. I'm glad we got to get on and, and, and talk.
0: I don't know, closing remarks. Keep an eye out for stuff that may may I don't even know Hmm. so I have I have I told you the one movie project that I'm hoping works out there was another one that I'm not really sure what the status of it is but I basically have like an album's worth of pretty much almost finished songs that would be more of like an outrun type of album and I was like "Eh," I I was going to put out like another album and I was like let me sit on this because I'm I'm not really the person that can just sit down and write stuff sometimes so I was like let me have like some stuff so at least I have something to go off of and I'm not really sure what that is so I might have a new outrun album you know in the coming future I guess some time to to finish it up so I guess there's closing remarks um (laughs) <laughs> no, but I, just, I just, there's an awesome chatting with you, man. And I won't, I won't flame
1: you too hard on Twitter. As long as I'm not tagged in it, I won't see it. <laughs> that's true. I, I don't Google my that's name. True, right? Like that fucking guy, <laughs> not at Andy. Yeah, I love when people do that too. Like, yeah. oh fucking guy can't take criticism. Like, what? Well, you just fucking added the person to insult them. Like, I don't know. what a weird thing to, to do. Yeah, and not to like rehash it.
0: I mean, that's what I find since it social media. It's like you see, you see some of the shit people say on Twitter. And it's like dude, like, go in a room with that person and say that. Very few people that go on Twitter that, like, will go, just go off are gonna do that in person.
1: Yes. No, exactly. I mean, I think that's the, again, that's the problem. It's just, people think that their online avatar, like, they just, they just don't treat it properly. Yeah. It's, it's you. It's your representative to the world. Like, people don't understand the weight of it. (laughs) Yeah, like, oh, it's throw out there. Who the fuck cares? Like, dude, you just said some, like, fucked up shit about somebody. Like, you gotta understand, like, you might think, like, it's just, like, a video game character (laughs) of me, but to everybody else, they're just like that was just you who said that thing. <laughs>
0: That's so true, like dude, you are a fucking town person. Like, what? What are, you, what are you talking about? Yeah,
1: man. No, it's a fucking foolish place. Yeah.
0: Well, don't worry, Andy. anybody anybody talks shit about you on Twitter, you get a boxer from Boss. You call see, me this up. is the
1: nice thing. This is why I'm glad we met. <laughs> yeah. Whenever there's the next synth wave thing and someone starts some beef, yeah. I'll be like, "Where's fucking uh, Crockett? Fucking Crockett in here. Punch this dude!" <laughs> Block it with your fucking fucked up nose.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, I know can't feel anymore, so we're good to go. Oh, is it numb? No, it's it's like a fucking it's like a a, a car accident on the inside. It looks fine on the outside, but it's like twists. That's all turns. that matters. Yep, so that's all. We're that's super vain that, here. That, that,
1: that's the important life lesson we all teach our kids. It's just yeah. like as long as you look as good on the outside. Good, don't ma- don't <laughs> it worry <doesn't> matter what
0: <laughs> if you whistle at night when it, you get stuffy, it's okay. <laughs> it that's I'll be playing Xbox in here.
1: My friend's like, oh, god damn it, dude. I'm sorry, I can't do anything about it. I had a friend who just breathes so heavy that I couldn't play online with him just because it sounded like he was wanking. <laughs> uh, yeah. like I used have a buddy who just, like, lives pretty hard and, like, just <laughs> eats a lot of junk food. And is just whenever he'd be online, he'd I'd play a few matches, and then just his microphone was just like... <sighs> <laughs> like this i'm like fuck oh, man, yeah. I like, man i can't play with you
0: i have a friend like that and he's just it's, when he gets we're playing pub and so he's getting stressed he's like mm-hmm. i'm like oh god here we go he's gonna get <laughs> super tense.
1: he
0: <laughs> <laughs> just exhales sharply
1: <laughs> anyway look <laughs> get out of here uh, yeah. i'm going to bed <laughs> andy god damn <laughs> all right dude but listen no, i was good talking to you people should go check out the music of crockett and uh yeah, man, it was uh, it was a lot of fun, man. All right, hell yeah! Thanks for having me on, bud. Alright, and that was my conversation with Crockett. And I hope you enjoyed that. That, of course, was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. On uh, the $15 Club, we got Hepus ML and Prophet of Jupiter. Then there's Mads Baron Christensen, Skywolf, Retro Serenade, and we will never forget the immortal Chrysalia Lane. So look, I'm going to be busy over the next few weeks. I'm recording lots of interviews that we're going to be airing over the summer. I got some good shows planned, so hopefully you all enjoy those. And possibly even some more andy spaceship as well as you all know it's been very difficult with the <laughs> the kids at home and stuff to uh film andy spaceship but i do have uh, some fun plans that uh we're going to be doing with that so that's all coming up and uh for all of you out there i hope you have a lovely week and tune in next time to beyond synth the best synthwave chat show there is
0: Beyond Synth is made possible by the supporters on Patreon and PayPal. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a supporter at patreon.com slash beyondsynth or donating via PayPal at beyondsynth.com. If you want to submit music to the show, please email beyondsynthsubmissions at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to Beyond Synth on YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook. May the Force be with you.